Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. It involves uh, the passing off of birch cabinets as maple. And these issues came to my attention through uh, various uh, decisions and an investigation by the Commerce Department at the behest of the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association into the dumping of Chinese cabinets below cost in the U.S. market to the detriment of cabinet manufacturers in America and American jobs. And during this investigation, as the Department of Commerce sought to gather information about the extent of the dumping taking place um, by China. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk everything about your home every single week. Thank you for joining us. You know, I've got a special guest here in the studio. You know, this was kind of interesting. Let me preface this. When I see something pop up on social media where people are asking the right questions, and of course, I'm like, all right, we got to dive into this and figure it out because we're getting into a passion of mine. And of course, when I see that, we got to get into a little more information itself. I want to jump in here. Spencer Sheehan, checking out the cabinet industry right now. Welcome to Around the House, man. Thank you, Eric, for having me. This is great, man. Thanks for taking the time. You know, I'm cruising through my social media and, you know, this post just came up as one of the sponsored posts. And I'm like, whoa, what is this about the cabinet industry? And, you know, being in the industry for 30 years, it's something that I have a passion about. You know, and there's this paperwork that I saw that came around here, oh, six months ago or so, and I read, but I didn't read in the detail that you did, and you caught some super important details. And, you know, you and I were talking about this before we, uh, you know, got on the radio here today, but it's it's kind of like when somebody is out there investigating a murder, like it's the police or something, and this is not like a murder, so I don't want to compare those two, but they're focused on that case. And they don't realize that as they're going through that case, maybe there's a parking lot scam issue that they ran into going on the side, but they're so focused on the murder case, the parking lot scam is over on the side. That's a big deal on its own, but they're there to investigate a murder. You know, your dive here, you figured out something very interesting. Uh, yeah, this this was something um, that, uh, while obviously not rising to the level of a murder, uh, w- was nonetheless important and is important. And it involves uh, the passing off of birch cabinets as maple. And these issues came to my attention through uh, various uh, decisions and an investigation by the Commerce Department at the behest of the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association into the dumping of Chinese cabinets below cost in the U.S. market to the detriment of cabinet manufacturers 
in America and American jobs. And during this investigation, as the Department of Commerce sought to gather information about the extent of the dumping taking place um, by China, and when they were gathering the uh, data from the Chinese manufacturers, they discovered that almost all of the cabinets that were being sold to American uh, companies as maple were actually all birch. And I was quite surprised at this, and I started to look a little closer. And sure enough, that's, you know, um, you know, right, right there in front of you. And there's no denying it. And, you know, it's something that in my uh, efforts to get more information about this from the participants, uh, Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association and various uh, large cabinet companies, nobody really, um, you know, would respond to me or, you know, just uh, even acknowledge uh, what I was looking into. So I'm glad that you thought it was interesting and wanted to discuss it. You know, it's interesting because, like I've said, I spent a lot of time in the kitchen and bath industry. I've worked for cabin manufacturers. I've worked for, you know, my own design firm. So it's something that I've had really near and dear to my heart. And it it's very interesting. American Hard Rock Maple out there is a nice cabot wood, right? There's no question, though, that the Asian or Russian birch that you see showing up, it's clearly not maple. But it sounds like the government was looking at this case over there and all of a sudden they're going, wow. We show a bunch of birch coming in the back door and wait a minute, all that's disappeared and it's maple coming out the front, correct? That That's exactly right. And it's even more, uh, you know, astonishing, or at least it was, is that the, uh, the judge that was assigned this issue with respect to the dumping of the lower cost Chinese cabinets didn't even want to consider, you know, the issue about uh, whether or not uh, consumers were deceived. They said basically, you know, uh, or the judge said basically to the Commerce Department, why are you even concerned about, you know, consumers being misled? Your job is to, you know, be concerned about, you know, this investigation, which involves the, uh, <laughs> the below cost Chinese cabinets being sold to, uh, you know, in the American market. And I was, you know, disappointed by by that because you would think that, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the government would be, uh, you know, encouraged for trying to ferret out this uh, deception that's uh, taking place. Well, Spencer, you know, you have a long history with your company chasing down companies out there that have said, hey, I'm selling you or marketing you product A, but you're either getting product A minus or maybe even product C. And you've done some pretty big cases with that. That is an interest of mine. You're, you're exactly right. And, you know, it, it's ha- something, unfortunately, that occurs in any area where, uh, you know, a company is selling something to others, whether it's selling, um, you know, products you know, food or beverages or car parts or uh, equipment. And it's, you know, often, um, you know, the case where they will sell you something that is maybe a product uh, that's often a lower quality slightly. But 
often it's not so significant to make you realize that it is not what it says. Because if it is, you know, often, you know, the trick and, you know, is to make sure that the deception is, as I said, not so significant enough to arouse anybody's suspicion. But if you take that, you know, across, you know, the many transactions and let's say sales that occur in the course of, you know, a year or throughout, you know, our market, you know, the, uh, the harm is pretty significant because it's a little bit from each person and it goes to basic, uh, you know, fairness. And it's not fair to the companies that are selling, you know, what they are, you know, advertising. And, you know, that's something that should, you know, just, is uh, essential market. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for it. I mean, people don't deserve that. It just shouldn't. Yeah. Well, it's something that I've noticed. But, you know, I just didn't think of it from that perspective side of it. I mean, there's companies right now that I can jump online that are major manufacturers out there. I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to I don't want to get into the name calling thing and get into that whole battle, at least right here in the show. But there are major companies out there that are selling cabinetry parts that I can look at just in the picture and go, all right, you're calling that maple. And I can tell you what, that's birch. Well, I'd love if off air you can um, tell me a little bit more about that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get you involved in any name calling. And I understand that. but I am grateful for your knowledge of this industry, because to the outsider, somebody who doesn't have you know, basically any experience in the home improvement or cabinetry areas. Um, it's useful to have somebody who can, you know, help you and show you um, a little bit more about things from the inside. Knowledge I never get on my own. Have you subscribed to the podcast? Make sure you have. And we'll be right back after these important messages with Spencer. We got a lot more to talk about when Around the House returns. What's up, this is Dick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to the Around the House show. Now, you know... We've been diving into this consumer protection thing here because, to me, it's a big deal. And if you're buying something and you're getting something else, I don't like that, even when it's in the industry that I worked in for nearly 30 years. So let's get back to Spencer and talk about how some people are buying maple cabinets, but they're actually getting birch. You know, that's what's interesting with cabinetry. And I know if one of our listeners is sitting here going, ah, birch, maple, who cares? You know, maple is a premium wood as far as cabinetry. And it's got a lot of really cool aspects to it. You know, it's like what they make butcher blocks out of because, you know, it's beautiful. It's hard. It doesn't accept stain very well. And that's why they're used as butcher blocks all the time because you can put something on it. There's not any oils or juices that come out of that whatever you're cutting. It doesn't like to soak into that block. 
But birch, on the other hand, it takes stain really well. It's a softer wood. And one of the problems with it, especially on some of the birch species, is you do a cabinet door out of it, let's say. Sometimes it can turn a little green, almost like it's got a grass stain on it. There can be some green tinges all over. So it's a completely different product. That's why birch cabinetry, if it's ever used in, well, kitchen and bath cabinets, it's traditionally used as a paint grade material because it accepts paint super well. But you don't really see it stained because it's not as pretty as maple. Otherwise, obviously, cabinet manufacturers out there would be going, hey, we're selling you clear birch cabinets. But they're calling it maple because it's more expensive wood and higher quality wood, you know, compared to birch. No, that's that's exactly right. And, you know, it's a basic uh, question of telling people, you know, the truth about what they're getting. And as we discussed, it's it's impossible for you know, the end purchaser to to know this. And even as I mentioned, for the contractors who are selling you this, they because they don't know because the origins are um, obscured from the beginning. I mean, if, if it's coming from, let's say, China and, you know, China's, you know, telling the uh, the importers into the U.S. that it's uh, maple, how how? Um, how is a you know the contractor and the you know the guy who puts the cabinets in their home going to know that you know it's not maple? You know what's also interesting is it's not just the cabinet fronts, door fronts, door fronts, all that stuff, face frames maybe. It's any of the other stuff you see out there. Many times you'll see the cabinet boxes themselves. Right. So you know I can't tell you how many times I've seen with some cabinet manufacturers you'll see the units of lumber coming in the back and plywood coming in. And it'll be Baltic birch, birch plywood, multi-ply birch plywood, whatever you want to call it that's pre-finished. But if you grab those sales material out on the brochure, it says maple interior. It's not yeah. maple. It's birch plywood. So there's a lot of it out that, there. Exactly and, right. you know, it's still, when it comes down to it, it's not maple. It's birch. But they call it maple in the marketing materials, all for the same price. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And it's, you know, just one... Uh, more way that, uh, you know, I guess consumers are not, um, you know, and I guess America in general is, is sort of being treated by, um, you know, this global cabinet industry. And that's what the work of the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association is trying to uh, to stop, just the general unfair practices that are going on, uh, you know, mainly with respect to the kitchen cabinet, um, you know, domestic manufacturers, because, you know, we all benefit by having, you know, these uh, manufacturers in this country by, you know, making sure that our products are safe. They don't have, you know, the formaldehyde, melanin and, you know, all these other toxic chemicals that, uh, you know, may be used in China that, you know, can have uh, long term health consequences when they're used in, you know, American homes. And also, you know, just to have, you know, jobs in, in our communities. So it's an important issue across the board. Well, I want to jump into the KCMA, the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association here for a second. Are there brands that you've run into now with uh, this core paperwork that, uh, you know, people might be scratching their heads going, you know, it showed up in the paperwork from the government, maybe brands we should be talking about? That's a great uh, question. And I can answer that partly. Um, The investigation was uh, mainly focused on uh, one particular company 
that uh, you know the Commerce Department was uh, looking into, and that company um, was called, and its name will probably have very little meaning to um, you know American contractors, Dalian Mason Woodworking. Now, I, I believe that's a you know a Chinese conglomerate. However, what I tried to figure out, what you mentioned, is about how does this you know filter down to the customers? Well, Dalian Mason Woodworking is connected or somehow affiliated with a company called J and K Cabinetry. They're and a familiar brand. J&K, yeah, J and K Cabinetry, right? That you know they have a lot of. Um, you know, um, I guess locations. And I think uh, we had previously discussed, at least ostensibly on the surface, they say that, well, they just sell to contractors or something. And uh, generally, you know, while they may sell to individuals, generally um, J&K, they don't sell to, you know, the average consumer in the same way that like a Home Depot might. You know, most people who get cabinets, they might have a contractor you know, get in the contractor will get it from J and K. Um, so it's it's challenging for, you know, somebody to know, uh, well, are my cabinets from J and K? Because how, you know, when you buy cabinets, you know, you might get uh, maybe um, an invoice or something from, you know, your, the, uh, the contractor. But then how are you going to know that you know, they came from J and K. I haven't, you know, seen such cabinets. Um, if they would, you know, maybe have an imprint on them, a marking that says, do they? Sometimes cabinet manufacturers, and I don't know specifically if J and K is, but I'll do a little research. I'll ask around. I know a lot of people, you know, in this industry because I've done it forever. But and it's not going to show up in this episode, but I'll do some research. But many times cabinet manufacturers will try to market their brand. So they'll put maybe. Right you know, a sticker or stamp on the side of the drawer box, or they'll put a KCMA logo or some other logo like that underneath the sink base cabinet, you know, or it could, you know, then that KCMA logo says that it's certified and it meets their standards. So even sometimes you'll find it maybe on the bottom of a drawer box. So you take the drawer out, pop it over and there'll be a sticker in there. You're exactly right. And that's a type. Yeah. Those are the places, but Heck, I, I cert- it's like finding the serial number on your TV, <laughs> oh, which man. is something I, I dread having to do when I had to do this for my dad recently. You have to, you know, go behind the TV. It's scary. You know, you have that, that nest of wires and dust kicking up there. You need to wear like a, a mask because of all the, the dust. Like and an electron microscope to read that tiny yeah, laser it, it, print. Right, exactly. And, you know, now, yes, technically, you know, you could probably find that um, information somewhere through the settings. But if you've ever, you know, played with a a smart TV (laughs) or any TV. If you want to contact me, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and you can hit the message button right there and it'll go right into my inbox. And I'll get back with you around the house or return just after these important messages. Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your fist, make your stand. 
Welcome back to the Around the House show. Now we've been talking about some consumer protection issues, especially when it comes to cabinetry. Now let's get back to the conversation. But it will often be in a sticker format. Um, You know, seldom it might be imprinted on there, but I don't think that, you know, the typical... uh, you know, cabinet the user is going to easily find that. So mm-hmm. they're not, you know, really going to know. And, you know, for somebody, look, uh, you know, I'm sure, though, that there are people who, you know, care about these things and they do know that, oh, yeah, my cabinet uh, installer, you know, purchased uh, the cabinets that he used in our kitchen from J and K. Uh, you know, distributor and, and J&K has uh, distributors or sort of um, affiliates all throughout the country. There's mm-hmm. you know, dozens, dozens of them. And this was the main company identified in the uh, the legal proceedings. I suspect, uh, like many things, that, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg, meaning that um, it might be what we see, but if this is something that one company is uh, doing, then I'm sure that it's something that's uh, prevalent. And yeah. it so happens that uh, Dalian Mason Woodworking and its J&K affiliates is what showed up on on the radar. I don't know exactly, um, you know, let's say the number of significant uh, cabinet exporters to mm-hmm. the U.S. are. Perhaps you might be able to figure that out. I'm guessing that there aren't that many, um, you know, of the big, you know, big companies in China that that do it. I would say a handful, probably. I don't. Yeah, there's a handful out there, but there's a lot of people like J&K. And I think there's other people from these guys that they distribute to as well. You know, there's a lot of other big companies out there that import cabinetry into the U.S. that's made in China. Uh, One of the other companies you see out there is like uh, Cabinets to Go, for instance. Uh, they import most of their stuff. Last time I looked, if not all of it, they're another company that you see that brings in a boatload of stuff yes. from China. No, that's that's exactly right. And, um, you know, it's, you know, they're sort of, um, yeah, right, right there. And, and, you know, whether or not they uh, market or label their items as, you know, being by J&K, they may not because a lot of times, you know, with respect to, you know, third party or sort of private, they may, you know, call it a private label or something. And, you know, the end user will have no idea where the product came from. They'll just know what the label on it or who, you know, manufactured it to them. And, you know, they'll have no way to know that that was, in fact, a, you know, um, something produced by Dalian Mason and, you know, maybe brought into the U.S. Uh, through J&K. Well, and there's another thing, too, and I don't know if these guys, you know, Cabinets to Go specifically is doing anything wrong here. So I want to preface this. I want to really seriously preface this. But Cabinets to Go is an interesting history. You know, it's easily found, you know, on the Internet because, well, even on the Cabinets to Go website, the Cabinets to Go is founded in 2008 by Tom Sullivan. Interesting. Who's the founder of Lumber Liquidators. Now, you remember Lumber Liquidators had a huge problem and it was seen all over CBS 60 Minutes where 60 Minutes went overseas into China and found that a bunch of Lumber Liquidators at the time was bringing in flooring that was stamped that it was carb compliant. You know, the California Air Resource Board requirements of no formaldehyde or low formaldehyde. And they're having formaldehyde glue put in there, but the boxes were stamped carb compliant. So there is a huge lawsuit over that. 
And then uh, lumber liquidators got in trouble because the test kits they sent out for the formaldehyde came back with a false negative. And so there was a large, you know, just a huge deal over that. And it doesn't take you much to go on the re- online to research this. It's out there. So there's no debate on that. Check Google, 60 Minutes did a bunch no, of stories okay. on it. So cool. it's on YouTube, easy to find. But when lumber liquidators and him parted ways, he'd already started cabinets to go. And now he's running cabinets to go. Yeah, you know, these practices are endemic. And, you know, you um, fix one problem and, you know, often, you know, there's going to be another because, Unfortunately, there's always, um, you know, money to be made by or just more money to be made by maybe bending a rule here or there. And ultimately, the, uh, you know, the price is paid by consumers, whether it's, you know, having flooring that, you know, is made with formaldehyde in contravention of state regulations which uh, prohibit it or, you know, in this instance, um, passing off you know, cabinets as one species of wood when it's actually a lower species of, of wood. So, and they had another run in with the Commerce Department as far as using banned hardwoods. And I'm going to paraphrase this again, and I, you can find it all on the web, but it, basically they were buying hardwoods that were not supposed to be exported out of the country, you know, to the United States. But they, what they were doing is they were taking those exported woods and maybe sending them to a secondary country, you know, where they weren't banned for exports. So maybe they were sending over religious reasons or whatever. So, for instance, uh, let's go hypothetical on this. Let's say you can't take a species of wood coming out of like Malaysia and send it to the U.S. But if you send it over to South Korea as a legitimate import for like religious reasons or something like that, then you import it over to them. And then you send it over to the U.S. because it's legal to send it from South Korea to the U.S. And so you can do a lot of that right now. And unfortunately, they were taking a lot of protected woods, you know, in these different countries. And they had a big run in with some problems where they had some pretty big fines for them breaking those rules. And, of course, bringing in illegal hardwoods that were not supposed to be used in flooring coming out of those countries. Yes, that is absolutely, um, you know, something that is pretty serious because those regulations are in place to, you know, protect, you know, the various forests and protect the species of wood that, you know, they shouldn't be, uh, you know, harvesting and using it. And it's just unfortunate when, you know, when that happens. And too often companies, they accept, uh, you know, such penalties and fines and public uh, outrage as just a cost of doing business. And Mm -hmm. it's it's unfortunate that that, you know, should be the case. Well, and so there's a lot of unknowns with this right now, and that's why we're talking about it today. And you and I can chat more offline about this. There's a lot that's not suitable for radio or podcast. But I really want to say that I think if you're a consumer out there and you're looking at your maple cabinets that, you know, came from one of these companies and you're concerned about it personally, you should do a little more research. And it's really not that hard to start figuring out. What's maple and what's birch? Yeah, that, that's really important. And, you know, the best way to deal with this is, you know, education and to just, you know, have a look and to, to see, you know, it's possible. Look, most, you know, companies, I believe uh, everywhere, they, they do their best to be honest to uh, the customers. Uh, but there are times when, you know, that that doesn't happen. And. You know, if, uh, you know, a consumer or customer is able to, 
you know, take a look at their cabinets and maybe wants to, you know, figure out a little bit more about, you know, their origins, they, they should do that. And, you know, part of the uh, way to do that might be to have a look at the underside of, you know, the cabinets, although that might be difficult because often cabinets are affixed to walls and, you know, mm-hmm. some, but, you know, you could start by asking, you know, your contractors, hey, where, where is this uh, from? And, you know, to see if they have any other information that can uh, tell them about, uh, you know, the provenance of these cabinets and, you know, just follow those uh, breadcrumbs and, you know, see, see where it leads. And hopefully, you know, it's a situation where, yeah, the person they paid for uh, maple cabinets and that's what they received. But it's also very likely that, you know, um, that that is not uh, what what happened. And how prevalent it is, um, it seems to be pretty prevalent, uh, you know, because from what I've gathered from reading these uh, government papers, Dalian Mason is uh, one of the largest exporters. We'll be back to wrap this up just after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. show now to me it's kind of fun to be able to jump into a subject like this early on and see if we can make a difference now let's get back and talk with spencer here and wrap up this conversation it seems to be pretty prevalent uh, you know because from what i've gathered from reading these uh, government papers dalian mason is uh, one of the largest exporters and j and k cabinetry as uh, their u.s affiliate is uh, quite uh, entrenched in this market and as you mentioned doesn't just sell under its own name but most likely sells uh, you know to other companies who then uh, re relabel it as uh, their own so it's something that yeah we don't have all the information I've been doing my best to try to get it a lot of the documents are uh, basically filed under seal so that it, you know, we, we don't have all the information and I've done my best to try to get more information. And uh, certainly that's been helped by your interest in this. Well, thanks, man. And I wanted to touch on this before we you know, end our conversation for the day. And, you know, the Kitchen Cabinet Manufacturers Association, KCMA, they're the ones many times when you open up a cabinet, you'll see their stamp label on the inside of like a sink base that says this cabinet was certified by KCMA. And most people look at it and go, ah, who cares? But it meets their standards, which means and I've worked with cabinet companies that were KCMA certified. And so some of the things that happen is that when you're a certified KCMA cabinet company, KCMA has the right to come in and pull a cabinet randomly off the production line and go test it by seeing how strong the shelf is and all these different things to see if that cabinet meets their criteria. You know, if it meets that criteria for a certified cabinet. 
So they can show up on a Tuesday morning and you as a manufacturer have to say, up oh, if they grab that third cabinet running down the line and say, time to test this one. And it's really cool how they do that. Unfortunately, as a manufacturer, well, you now have to build another cabinet. Yeah. And then those types of things are important to ensuring confidence in, you know, this particular market. And, you know, it's it's great that they're able to uh, to do that. And because in an ideal world, that would be something that's really the province of uh, the government to do. Uh, but, you know, um, it's hard enough to get, you know, the government to do, um, you know, a lot of things that they should. So we leave it to uh, private industry to to do. And it's great that I think that the KCMA is, uh, you know, on top of that. So now on October 4th, the KCMA released a press release out talking about three companies that resigned from the KCMA over the trade matters of them trying to protect the KCMA members from this illegal dumping, as they called it. And the stuff was coming out of China. So in this case, the KCMA came out and said they regret to announce that during its board meeting that week, American Woodmark Master Brand Cabinets and Cabinet Works Group resigned from the association. And a lot of this, as they're saying, is based upon their fight against these imports from China. Those are a lot of the big brands that you see in the home centers, including people I've worked with for years. And, you know, they actually were at the fall conference at one of the master brand cabinet company areas there. They were at Starmark yeah. Cabinetry, and I used to be a Starmark dealer years ago. And they had a tour schedule where they're going to go through the whole factory. Later in the day, they canceled the tour, and they're like, well, we're out of here. We're here for the tour. The board meeting was happening during that fall conference. And after the vote, they called it a day. And usually they're jumping on buses and going to tour the place. Really? So Master Brand canceled it and the rest of the meeting get canceled. And it's uh, pretty crazy how that whole thing went down. Yeah, that, that that's, you know, really interesting and certainly worth, you know, keeping an eye on as, uh, you know, as things unfold. And it's unfortunate that, you know, companies should want to part with the KCMA because they do a lot of good for, um, you know, American cabinet industry and, you know, American consumers. So if you walk into the home centers, you know, great point. Now, when you walk into a home center, like a Home Depot, Lowe's, any one of those places, if you see an American Woodmark, if you see that craft made, a lot of the other brands inside those buildings in the cabin departments are guys that just resigned from the KCMA. So it's really interesting. I know that some of these companies, and I can say this because I've been there. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've been at the meetings. So this is firsthand knowledge. And it's not even anything that they're under a non-disclosure agreement or anything that I've signed. But really, a lot of these companies import cut parts for their lower-end cabinet lines. So like their base model stuff. So they can't afford to create those in the United States for that price point, is so the argument they make. Those parts they import, units of the parts that are pre-cut, pre-banded, you know, all those kind of things are finished overseas in those factories. So I maybe see why they could be influenced to jump away from the KCMA that could get in the way because those business practices are what they're fighting against. That, that's exactly right. And, you know, the bottom line, you know, unfortunately for, you know, many of those uh, companies, uh, you know, comes first and at the, de- at the detriment of, you know, the American market and American consumers. And it's just a shame. And, you know, it's good that, you know, you're looking into this and, you know, you've made it, um, you know, your you know, business to, uh, you know, to inform customer or inform you know home improvement uh, folks about what it is uh, that's going on in in this area 
So I thank you for that. You know, thanks, man. And, uh, you know, I just see a lot of cabinet companies out there that are doing the right thing. There that, are. You know, most, most of them are. are. And I want to protect those guys because they're doing the right thing in the marketplace. They're selling products. You know, they, they're saying what they're doing. They're building a good or decent quality cabinet for a homeowner and they're advertising what they're making. And I just don't like to have to go peek behind the curtain to see that maybe things aren't being what they're sold at. That's kind of embarrassing to me as a as a designer yeah. and someone that's been in this industry for about 30 years. Yeah, that, that's not right that that should happen. And especially because most of, uh, you know, the companies play by the rules and it's terrible that there are uh you know, companies that, that don't, and then that, you know, they make it bad for everyone. And it's just uh, not, not fair. It sort of uh, causes, you know, trust to be lost across, you know, the industry. And, you know, it's certainly, you know, it's not fair to them. So if you've got cabinets that you think is a homeowner or a contractor that you're suspect about, it's pretty easy to get some lab tests done and figure out what wood species you have in your hand. It's not that hard for a lab to do some research for you when you give them a piece and go, huh, is that American hard rock maple? Or is it not American hard rock maple? And you can start to do your own research. That's exactly right. And, you know, they may not even need to do that because, you know, if we, you know, can possibly have a look and see, well, where, you know, what's the company that that came from? And if we can track it down and link it to, you know, the companies identified in the public court documents, then, you know, that's a certainly a good a good starting point. And, uh, you know, it's one of the places that, uh, you know, we can maybe get get some answers to these questions. Perfect, Spencer. If somebody wanted to reach you and they've got these cabinets or they think they might be concerned at least about having these cabinets, what's the best way for people to find you? Well, thank you for that. Uh, the best way is to, uh, well, send an email um, to me or to go through um, the website, spencersheehan.com. It has a submission page where somebody can uh, submit their information along with their inquiry. Um, and, you know, my email is uh, leads at spencersheehan.com. And that's just one of the emails that I use just to manage the inflow of uh, contacts. Uh, and, you know, just in general, to go to my website, spencersheehan.com and uh, submit their information. And I'd love to hear about somebody's experience and, you know, to help me uh, get some answers and to help them get some answers, too. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to the National Radio Show or the podcast. You can find me anywhere out there on social media. Just look up Around the House Show. Or you can find me at AroundTheHouseOnline.com, and you can send a message over there. It's pretty easy. Either way, I'll have this information down in the show notes on the podcast if you're listening there as well. So you don't have to worry about stopping and write. So just make sure you catch the podcast here if you're listening on the radio. And that way you're not uh, getting yourself in trouble out there trying to write this information down as you're driving your car. Very good point. Spencer, thanks for coming in today, man. And uh, keep me up to date on how this goes. I'm very curious. This is something that I've got my eagle eye on trying to make sure and see what happens with it because it's a big deal out there. Thank you so much. I hope that uh, maybe this, you know, will bear some fruit. And if you hear anything, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. And thank you for giving me the chance to speak with your audience. Thanks, brother. Well, if you want more information about this, you can head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. 
and catch the podcast if you're on the radio. And you can message me over there and just uh, hit the Contact Us page and you'll be good to go. That'll come right into my inbox. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Thanks again for listening to Around the House. If you'd like to support the show, maybe buy me a coffee, a cocktail, a beer, or just leave a tip. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ATH Eric G. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash ATH Eric G. And the link is in the show notes. And thank you for being a part of Around the House. is a love song let's be lovers we're all over the radio take my hand i know where to go all over the radio with you hey it's eric g from around the house are you planning a decking or siding project this year if you are you've got to check out my friends at millboard millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.